0: cover story cover a story or attain that coveted story get it that is exactly what you want quoted as the expert the story headline the spin every week join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you.
1: Hey everyone, this is Brandi Shapiro-Babin, and welcome to this edition of Cover Story. Again, we are featuring the finalists for the Silver Anvil Awards uh, for the Public Relations Society of America. So today is no different, except I'm really excited about the guests that we have on today. These are some really cool, innovative, seemingly very hip, so we'll let them prove it um, themselves. Okay, so let's, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on Cover Story. Stick around.
0: Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com. Free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial, ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune commercials off now back to cover story we're reserving a headline for you only on webmaster radio.fm here's your host
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story. Today, we are spotlighting one of our fabulous finalists for the Silver Anvil Awards for the Public Relations Society of America. And our two featured guests are Doug Dome, president of Dome HK, and Katie Durkin, director and vice president of Dome HK. And this is for their entry, General Motors Chicago for Everyone. Welcome back. Thanks, (laughs) Brady. Thank you. So this is so exciting. I mean, I, I I have the proposal in front of me. So now now it, it comes to General Motors' attention that Toyota's closing down Millennium Park and there's an opportunity to gain market share back to really unite all eight brands under under one heading this 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 powerful GM heading. Um, how how did you I mean, cuz this is a really intricate program that you develop. Let's talk about the research phase. I mean even even the, the proposals to them. I mean what kind of ideas did you come up with to begin with?
2: Sure, the um, sort of one of the things that's counterintuitive is every you know behind every great idea is a is a great strategy. There needs to be a great you know insight into the audience and into the brand and it needs to be based on on great research. So we have a, a pretty succinct methodology that we follow um, that we believe yields the superior creativity. Mm-hmm. So in this case, the, um, you know, our research, we immediately started with a, a media analysis going back and looking at what kind of reaction um, came from the marketplace when it was announced that the, that the park was going to be closed. Um, we went out and reached out to interested parties. There were There were special interest groups that were particularly vocal um, about vocal from a negative perspective right, right. about the closing of the park and so we interviewed many of those sort of interested parties and special interest groups. Um, we spent a lot of time in the park I mean literally going out and observing the park and, and understanding you know who goes to the park during the period of time. When the park was going to be closed, and you know who are these people? what are they doing? how long do they stay there um, and and really understanding and trying to to sort of get into the the psyche of the consumer per se that's going to be impacted and disrupted by you know by this activity I mean we literally went down to the to the point where we we charted you know by the hour the number of people who came into the park and where they were they Visitors or tourists, or were they were they you know business people who came from local business offices? And what section of the park did they did they hang out in? And were they eating lunch or were they doing work? Or you know, so we we that was all part of the sort of the research um, part of this, so that we could be smart about you know going to the next step,
1: right? And understanding, you know, I'm sure, about the impact. First of all, I mean, how much of an impact? would the park actually have on people what kind of foot traffic right. would it be turning away and then obviously i would assume you take into account the various brands that gm has and marrying them to the type of people you see on a consistent basis attending the park
2: well precisely right i mean i think you you you've just nailed exactly the branding strategy for for gm which is a, uh, across their eight brands they have a brand for everyone you know whether it's the you know, the Hummer, uh, you know, everything You know from a sort of daring go-anywhere Hummer to a, you know, the customer um, care version of the Saturn. And so, you know, we were mindful of that, of how we could unite all these brands mm-hmm. together to be able to sort of sync that up with the dynamic that was taking place. Um, but the next step in our methodology is after doing the research, and part of it's qualitative, part of it's quantitative, mm-hmm. is to then look at, know what's really going on here and and identifying some specific insights into the to the consumer the audience and here it was clear there was a great deal of frustration with the with you know what had gone on historically with with millennium park in chicago there were tremendous and significant cost overruns uh it was the construction was delayed and it was late um being opened and so the Mm -hmm. public Generally, had a degree of frustration, and there was a, a sense of entitlement and a sense of ownership mm-hmm. with Millennium Park that you know far surpassed probably any other public venue in this city or any other any other park. Um, so we knew automatically from an insight perspective, we we had that as a as a platform and a pivot point that we could we could leverage that frustration, um, and it was clear from the media analysis that generally the public didn't support the notion of this sort of privatization of, of a, the a public, public venue.
1: venue.
3: absolutely. Four months leading into the actual day in which we did this ambush event was the day in which media was going crazy saying that Toyota had closed down the park for a corporate event. So we found through the media analysis that people who would you know, love to go to, to Millennium Park, whether on their lunch or in the morning, going for a nice walk in peak tourist season, were just angry that it was going to be closed down to the public.
1: Which, you know, something which is really important, too, and sometimes you don't always, um, you don't always want something until you can't have it. So being able to really play on that sort of mindset mm-hmm. is very smart.
3: That's absolutely true. And, I and
1: mean, just
2: the fact that it was the first time. I mean, it was sort of, my sense is, I mean, they've already announced that they're going to close down the park again right. for another private event. And you're not getting the same outcry and... You know, it, it could very well be it was a one-time one uh, situation where all the planets aligned at the right time to benefit General Motors. So.
1: Yeah, but you also created, and I, and I do think that a lot of it does. I mean, the nice thing is, is I think that, um, from what I've read, and I don't want to leave our listeners out, yes, a lot of this has to do with Toyota, but at the end of the day, you guys created such a, an amazing spectacle. On top of a great experience for everyone that got to be a part of this spectacle, to me, that's what really shown what really was shown through.
2: Well, thank you. I mean, one one of the interesting things about this is we never mentioned the you know GM's large competitor that closed down the park. Um, we never mentioned it mm-hmm. in any of our materials. We never mentioned it in any of our the media coverage of the interviews. Now we let other people come to that conclusion. Which is consistent with the GM brand. I mean, this isn't so much about what what you know about the doing; it's, it's about more what about I what can. GM's doing and what's appropriate for GM to do to be consistent with its brand.
1: Good for you, and I think that's just a good a good practices principle to adhere to, regardless. Stand on your own merit. Exactly, and and that's what you did. So now let's go back. I mean, when you or so we've got the research, we understand the research, we understand. Um, You know, really, on, let's say, September 8th, GM would make Chicago's other top attractions open to the public by providing tickets. Take it a step further, GM would drive them there in a fleet representing all of its divisions. Thus, quote, Chicago for everyone was born. And your objections were, one, demonstrate that a single GM brand approach would resonate with consumers. Two... Execute a program that ena- enables GM to appropriately, quote, take the gloves off and positively affect GM against its competitors. Three, renew consumers' confidence in GM. Four, turn the tide of consistent negative media coverage by generating positive press, target audience. One, Chicagoland residents and tourists. And two, Chicagoland print and broadcast media outlets. And your budget out of pocket was a hundred
2: to $150,000. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh it's, it's not a lot to work with, um, nope. but that's where you need to leverage creativity.
1: Uh, enter, enter creativity. So now yeah. it's the morning of the event. Okay, let's let's take people sort of through what the event looked like, and then let's then let's go back to the brainstorming and the execution. And I mean, truly, this was an exquisite execution of an extremely complex promotion.
2: Yeah, I, you know, again, Brian I think you're right. The the, the probably the most critical factor with all this was that this had to be flawlessly executed Mm -hmm. at uh, one false move here and and this could backfire in lots of different ways so because of that risk and and the the potential of that we spent uh, a tremendous amount of prep time and rehearsals and communication strategies among the the group involved and and we can talk about that more as we as we go back and sort of look at the preparation, the execution. Mm-hmm.
1: But, let's but pay the taking picture. you to that day, yeah, yeah.
2: on on September the eighth. I mean, it it all started at maybe... five a.m.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. Katie's <laughs> going at five a.m. <laughs> it really
2: did. I mean, at five a.m. we we essentially took forty um, GM cars, mm-hmm. uh, each representing a different. You know, are representing different all different GM brands. All eight brands were represented within the forty cars. All were silver. Mm-hmm. Each car was um, decked out with a you know with, um,
1: Chicago uh, for H, everyone, Chicago yeah.
2: for everyone on each side with a you know sort of big courtesy car branding mm-hmm. on it. Um, on and and in, in order to do that, we we had a staging area. Of course, we had to ship in those cars from all over the country to get silver. <laughs> you know, Forty silver cars. Um, that's
1: fabulous. And, uh, Representing all eight brands, right? No, I mean that's great. I see when I when I want to get my next car in the color of my choice, I'm calling you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> um, so we we had a, a staging area, and Katie wasn't wasn't kidding. It was about five a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, by the when we had the call for everybody to to come together and to prep the cars, and and then there was literally a convoy of those cars that came in from the suburbs. Um, to arrive at the park, specifically at 8, 8, 8 a.m. And the general idea was the cars would, in a convoy, circle around Millennium Park. Mm-hmm. And they would do that all day long. We complemented those cars with street teams of, of Dome HK folks that um, were branded with t-shirts that said chicago for everyone on them and and they each they were stocked with uh favor bags that Mm -hmm. included some some great um and and in many cases fun uh um items that we thought that consumers would be interested in and the idea was that the street teams would intercept people as they would walk up to get into the park Mm -hmm. there were big burly security guys <laughs> that were telling them that they couldn't go into the park today. And
1: and then they turned into the awaiting arms of the extremely friendly GM people. <laughs>
2: well, there <laughs> you go. Goody there you with going. gold goodie bags. With cool goodie bags. You know, we're sorry that you're not able to go into the park today, but we have a, we have a courtesy car here, compliments of, <laughs> of General Motors, <laughs> right. and we'd like to give you a free ride to one of several other great venues here in, here in Chicago. And you right. can choose between, you can go to the, uh, the south um, side of the city and, and go to the museum campus where you can go to Shedd Aquarium or the Field Museum. Um, you can go to the north side of, of the park and, and go to the John Hancock Building or to the Museum of Contemporary Art. Um, or you can go east of the park to Navy Pier where you can ride the Ferris wheel and, uh, you know, be entertained by all the great things that happen at Navy Pier. So just the fact that we were providing the ride free of charge and it was spontaneous, um, you know, resonated with consumers. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to that, Mm -hmm. we said to them, when you get to the museum, we will pay for your tickets to get into the museum.
1: Which is fabulous.
2: Which is you was know, no small change to, to be able to provide tickets for thousands of of people, and you know it's a real tribute to General Motors commitment to to the city and to into the program. Um, and um, in addition, once you're in the car, the of course the drivers were trained to be able to communicate. The benefits of the specific vehicle that they were driving, Mm -hmm. and as well as demonstrating um, OnStar and the uses of OnStar um, while they were riding with uh, in the car from Millennium Park to the destination.
3: In addition to that, at the different alternate destinations where we took the riders to, we had different displays set up um, representing the different brands of cars so that if they didn't, you know, say a consumer didn't get in the Hummer, they could actually go to Navy Pier and sit in the Hummer and check out all the features of a Hummer right on site. Uh, We had that available at Navy Pier as well as the Museum of Contemporary
1: Art. And from what I understand, people actually, after they went and they did whatever fun activity they chose to do, came back outside and said, hey... I really want more information about this, that, or the other brand.
3: Right. It was a great way to actually take the cars to the people.
1: Well, and that people, after accepting their free ride and their free ticket, actually came out and said, you know what? I'm interested. You know, I came over in the Hummer, but I'm really more interested in whatever, you know, the Saturn, what have you.
3: Right. And that was nice having that, you know, compliment at these different destinations in which they, we had these different cars in which they could check out all the different features of other GM-branded cars. Which now, there are some
2: people who chose not to take the courtesy car, which is where the, the favor bag came in. In the favor bag, we gave those consumers, or any consumer, um, a viewmaster or a viewfinder. Mm-hmm. You remember the old kind of retro viewfinders? You look up to the sky, and you pull the trigger down, right. and you can see. Like well, when we were we kids? went out and shot um, our own photography of, of the, you know, what you would have seen in Millennium Park had you been able to get into the park. So the bean, the bandshell, you know, so on and so forth. The fountains, uh, we we encapsulated all of that into a viewmaster and a viewfinder that was branded Chicago for everyone, and consumers loved that. Media in particular got a kick out of the viewfinder, um, Mm -hmm. and that was more just a talk piece and a created buzz. The bag also included a Mm T-shirt and product information and. It was a, a, a promotional piece for another event that GM was holding uh, later. And, and so the bags themselves became a, uh, created a bunch of talk value.
3: And the Viewmaster actually served as our press kit, um, which was complemented with a press release. But that definitely got the different reporters and producers' eyes.
1: Well, it literally. Well, because it's fun and it's different. You know, and it also brings back, you know, for, for people that are extremely young, it's just a cool, neat thing. And for those of us like myself who, I mean, I grew up on Viewmasters. So, I mean, it is. It's a great way to engage people in a way that's fun and allows you to get your messaging across the way that you want, but it, it's a fresh, new approach. You know, do you know what I mean? You're not just taking Absolutely. a press release under someone's nose. We get a million press releases. Wow, you know what? Like when you said Viewmaster, I thought back to like sitting on my dad's knee. Mm -hmm. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) To times where I did, you know, to times that were nice, and you know, I mean, it does. I mean, if you really want to take it deeper, the ViewMaster does represent good family values. I mean, everything that sort of GM represents, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, and I'm sure that's exactly what you were thinking when you when you chose the ViewMaster. But that's that's really, I mean, all of these things so intricately woven together is really a tremendous. compliment to to what you guys have done. And then the hardest part about this, if I'm not mistaken is you go, you craft this whole thing, you present it to GM and you can't say anything to anyone until the well, day of the event.
2: Yeah, I mean that's uh, because this is by by definition a guerrilla um, uh, mm-hmm. tactic here um and because you know the city of Chicago is is the beneficiary of the of the sponsorship um from the, the, the our large competitor um, that's that's buying out Millennium Park for the for the day. And we it's not as though we could go to the city and say, "Hey, we want to hey. we want to get a permit to a really your event." Right, right. So exactly. So we, we had to be extremely careful in terms of the confidentiality, and, and this is where we get back to sort of the flawless execution because you know, we've we um, we've all worked in in the Chicago market for for our entire careers, and so we've. We've done events like this a lot, and we sort of there's a very fine line between what you're able to execute and what you're able to get away with, and what you're what you're not. And of course, everything we we executed is you know within the law and within the <laughs> permitting. But you right. you have to be extremely careful. And so, you know, part of the preparation in terms of you know how long can a car sit you know you know in a static position right. before you know, the policeman will come up and say, What are you doing here? You've now gone from a mobile exercise to a static promotion, and you're going to be in trouble. You know, so we timed that out, and we, we literally went and saw, Okay, how long does a cab, you know, we, we took a stopwatch, and how right. long does a cab given to let somebody out of the car, and then a new rider to get into the car, and, and with a police officer observing that, and, and they're willing to allow that to happen. We also, you know, timed the lights. Because as the traffic lights went from red to green, you had sort of an onslaught of traffic, and we wanted to make certain we weren't obstructing traffic, which, of course, would...
1: Would cause negative attention, and right, then it could blow in right, so your face. Right, right. So all of this
2: of was taken into consideration and, and added to the complexity of executing this in a way that um, would achieve our objectives versus getting caught up in a lot of other drama.
1: Right. No, 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 I hear you. And, and totally going for that, you know, ask for forgiveness, not permission... You know mentality. Now, well, me sure, ask-
2: I mean we work we work with the city a lot. We have lots of friends in the same offices, and and you know tomorrow we may very well be you know signing a big sponsorship on behalf of a client with the same the same office we mm-hmm. were sort of playing with. So good, we have to be very sensitive to that.
1: No, of course, and, and 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 at the end of the day, you know, you were actually able to do the city a great service because it allowed people to be rerouted, even to to maybe venues that they wouldn't have normally gone to that store serve as historical landmarks within Chicago. This is true,
2: and media pointed mm-hmm. that out. Media right. pointed that out, and and I think you're right. I think the city appreciated that.
3: You know, and it kept the people that were, you know, the tourists who were shut down from getting into Millennium Park, who were initially angry about it, mm-hmm. it kept them happy knowing that there was somewhere else that they could go. It had they, You know, they came downtown to this different destination. It, it kept them
1: happy. Right, and for free. And exactly, for free. a free
3: ride as well as free, free entry bag. to a
1: def- different destination. Yeah, and free. Now, how did you negotiate that up front? You know, did you just buy a bunch of tickets up front from the different venues, or did you kind of just say, okay, whatever, you know, at that morning? did you?
2: Oh, oh no, we, we negotiated um, up front with, with the venues, not only the tickets, but also the displays that we put in place and those displays, you know required several days to install and to put in place and so, but nobody could necessarily connect the dots that right, okay. you know, why did why did this PR firm come in and buy up a bunch of tickets and you know why are they doing this display? I mean virtually nobody in the city uh, other than our clients and and our team, was aware that this was going to happen. Isn't
1: that amazing? Because that's what I was wondering. How you orchestrated that? I'm thinking, aren't people going to ask questions if you suddenly will go up and say, "Hi, I'd like to buy five thousand tickets for the Museum of Modern Art," <laughs> you right. know, and then stick. <laughs> it,
2: it's true, and you know, we we're a very transparent organization, and there there are no secrets within the walls of Dome HK. And somehow we were able to keep this thing a secret. Um, that's really uh, With with our. With our friends and and all the media we work with on a regular basis, it was. Right. You know, it was we had keep it
3: very secretive to the media. We really didn't go after them until the night leading up to it. So the evening of September seventh, we began our media outreach for this.
1: Which is so crazy because I, I thought, my God, Kadia is like the media maven. <laughs> How could she, you know, you must have been sitting on your hands going, no. I, I, love, I
3: love working with the media, and it was, you know, we really couldn't go after them because we didn't want Toyota to find out what we were doing. We couldn't, you know, let the city know what we were doing, so we really began our outreach, so the night leading up to it.
1: Yeah, you guys were total stealth. So
3: and as Doug mentioned before, we could not say, you know, through our media pitching, we did not say anything that we were doing this in response to the fact that Toyota had closed down the park.
1: No, which is great you know what open open mouth let someone else insert the words right which is a brilliant way and speaking as such um, let's take a quick commercial break pay a little homage to our awesome advertisers and we come b- when we'll be right back on Cover Story
0: stick around Cover Story we'll be back after this short break
1: you wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with
3: your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free Vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. tollfreenumbers.com.
0: Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is gonna be awesome. Hey Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted Fast Click, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know while we're out catching Snappa? Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BannersRUS.com. I can't afford to be away. You gotta work with Value Click Media. I got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry, we'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Sales. Value Click Media. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort Radiator Hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one box search. (laughs) He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source. All while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. Story. We're reserving a headline for you only on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here's your host.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to this edition of Cover Story where we are spotlighting finalists for the Silver Anvil Awards from the Public Relations Society of America. Today, our featured guests are Doug Dome, president of Dome HK, uh, and Katie. Miss Katie Durkin, Vice President and Media Director of Dome HK, and their entry is General Motors Chicago for Everyone, The Greatest Ambush Ever. That was my little...
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank we you. appreciate your editorializing. It's great.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I, I just think it was what a great... I mean, this is just such an out-of-the-box, but it makes sense, cool... Uh, you know promotion because it's you know what i i personally cannot stand when companies go and point the fingers at each other well i'm better than so-and-so you know what prove it on your own merit so you have the ability to show up a company while still um being gracious Mm -hmm. and really providing an opportunity for people to embrace the you know gm has a brand for everyone philosophy that's
2: correct that's exactly right you
1: know take advantage of the fact that i mean i have friends at toyota I've been to Lake Toyota. I have no issues with Toyota, but you know, take an opportunity where you know what Toyota closed the doors to some people, and you made sure the door was open to everyone.
2: Well, and you're really pointing out <clears throat> what we we sort of established uh, criteria and essentially a filter that we used. I mentioned before how we our methodology starts mm-hmm. with the research and then. Going to the to the sort of what are the insights with the audience and the consumer that we can we can connect with and tap into, and then from there we get into our ideation and we and we develop a filter that and it's not intended to be a negative filter by any means, but it's okay, guys. This is the these are the information that we need to understand and deal with as we're as we're coming up with our ideas. And you're pointing out, you know, two of the. the you know most important you know filters that we were and it needed to be on brand and, and on brand for GM is this this sense of graciousness and and what you'd expect from from a you know a company like General Motors uh, secondly being able to leverage all eight of the GM brands under the Chicago for everyone GM for everyone um you know, sort of banner a uh, thirdly it needed to be ex- in our view it needed to be experiential. It wasn't good enough to just have people see g m or see a car. Right. You know we needed to figure out a way to get somebody in a car and it's not only being in the car but also to be able to experience on star um and and be able to be educated about the benefits of of the car. Um, we knew it needed to be gorilla. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just a given, but it, mm-hmm. it was not something that we, we could plan out in, in advance and that we could negotiate a lot, you know, permits and static displays or anything. It had to be guerrilla. Um, we knew that it had to be a big idea. We, we knew that it could, in, or, in order for it to meet the objectives and to, to break through, um, it had to be a big idea. I mean, we could have very well done this, and nobody would have cared, right? It could mm-hmm. have just, okay, so you gave some people some rides, But again, I think some of the detail that we've discussed and and Mm -hmm. the way we put the pieces together, it was something for
1: everyone. Yeah, giving
2: giving somebody a right, so it it truly became a a breakthrough program. And then and then finally, we knew from the get go that we needed to execute this in a in a flawless way. That this was not, and and we commit to that, and we do that with Mm -hmm. every client and every program. But specific, you know, particularly in this case. There was well, there was margin, no
1: room for error, right?
2: No margin for uh, right. at all, and so you know. Which then, from there, we we really developed the ideas and developed the programs that we took into to GM back in you know three or four months earlier.
1: Which is in, okay. So you you really put this campaign together within three or four months.
2: Oh yeah. We, well, we put this. Yeah, we put the idea together. I mean, the research, the insights, and then mm-hmm. the ideas we put together within a couple weeks. I mean, we we. We got the call. We we talked with with the folks, and then and then we went back and sort of went through this process that I've I've mentioned. And from there, you know, our approach is we like to take our our clients and prospective clients um, depth of of thinking and be able to demonstrate to them. You know, we'll give them an, an edgy idea that we seldom expect them to to execute, um, but it demonstrates our thinking and it demonstrates our approach. We'll also go in with a safe idea that, you know, we know there's always going to be somebody on the, you know, that's make, helping to, to make the decision that's looking for that safe idea. Right, right. And, and then we go in with a third idea, which is the middle of the road, um, but typically oh, the nice. idea we're trying to sell in. And so in this case, we did the same thing. We went in with three ideas. One mm-hmm. was was very edgy. It was more entertainment for our pitch. And it was more entertainment value, and we knew they'd get a chuckle out of it. Okay. The safe idea was, was so safe, it was boring to us to even right. present. <laughs> and then the, the, the middle-of-the-road middle idea is literally what we executed. I mean, they didn't, it didn't change much from when we presented it uh, in the pitch to when we, when we executed it.
1: No, that's phenomenal. And I mean, really, what impressed me a lot, too, is, is the things that you guys thought of. Like, I would never think of is the light changing, how long it took the light to change, how long a cabbie is actually allowed to sit, you know? I mean, really thinking these, I mean, there was a lot of parameters and a lot of very, very small details that could make a huge difference the day of.
3: Right, and, wow, and from we, the we, day that we got the green light to the day we actually yeah, implemented on. this on September 8th, I think we had six or er, six weeks to actually plan the... The whole
1: project in a day, how it was going wow. to run. Wow. So let's talk about September 7th, Miss Katie. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, finally I can talk. Yep. It's September 7th. September mm. She just asked me,
2: will you shut up?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, I'm shutting up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, September 7th. Um, We started getting together, you know, our media who we're going to go after. We'd actually been working closely in our minds, thinking of our contacts. We have great Chicago media contacts Mm -hmm. and um, knew who we wanted to go after but actually couldn't pick up that phone or actually shoot off that email until uh, the late afternoon of the 7th. So what we did is we... Put together a list of our targets and went after them, um, showcasing what we were going to be doing the next day. But, again, had to keep it very quiet and not saying the Toyota Toyota name at all. So how did you posture Um, that?
1: How did you posture that in your pitch? Because, like, I mean, there was a reason for having it on that day.
3: Right. Well, it was, you know, the end of summer, and GM has done such great things. they sponsored so many great Great events throughout the summer months for the city of Chicago, and this was just a great way to end all the, their summer months and have a great event, and thank Chicagoans for their support over the summer, and take them to um, for free rides up and down Michigan Avenue here in Chicago, while showcasing all of the different cars that GM has to offer. Lovely. So um, that was definitely, you know, media saw this, like, when do you ever see a car company actually bringing cars to, to you. the people. Right. Um, you know, it was a different way too. From a business standpoint, we we took the whole angle that instead of having Chicagoans have to go into car dealers to actually see what type of cars are available, what what the different GM brands are, they could actually see them for themselves while they're on their lunch hour, while they're walking to work, while they're downtown for the day with their families.
1: Which is so very important. So, really, you got a lot of... I mean, let's talk about this. I mean, mean, because your goal was to hit, what, 10 top um, media outlets within Chicago. Yes. Okay, and you you met and exceeded your goal.
3: We definitely exceeded our goal through that. And it was just really bringing the cars to Chicago. And it was a free free ride in the city. And, um, you know, we... We pitched it knowing that there were going to be families there and some of the cars were going to be equipped with car seats should you have a baby that you're in Chicago for the day with your family and you have a one-year-old but you need a car seat. We had cars equipped with car seats. We had handicapped accessible cars as well. So it was really for everyone.
1: I mean, that's amazing. I mean, from an internal perspective, it garnered more than 37 million impressions. You mm-hmm. guys made you, you twice, I think, for the Chicago Tribune's cover page? Yes, we were September 8th, um,
3: I'm sorry, September 9th, the mm-hmm. morning of. We were all running to get our newspapers. <laughs> Front page, it, it talks about our event, and then you open up, it directs you to the business section, and on the business section is entitled The PR Stunt of the Millennium.
1: See, which is awesome, no pun intended. That was a good <laughs> one.
2: But, yes, um, we really. like to think it had nothing to do with Millennium Park.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't you <laughs> love it? What a nice setup, Toyota. If you're listening, what a nice setup you did for them. Right? But <laughs> in, really. in
3: addition to print, um, the evening of September seventh, we were on mm-hmm. the phone with all of our friends at the planning desks here in Chicago, all the different radio, the key radio stations here in Chicago as well, and um, we had we had a handful of GM executives who were going to be on hand the day of um, of the event. So what we did was we worked with these different radio stations, we worked with the Mm -hmm. different TV stations and took them on media tours. So, for instance... We at five a.m. the morning of September seventh. In addition to lining up those cars, we were at the NBC studio here in Chicago with um, a GM executive, and he was there actually talking about um, what was happening, how we were giving free rides to, to the all different Chicagoans. Um, while we while we were there at NBC, you know, my cell phone was ringing from different TV and radio stations, WBBM. AM radio station, mm-hmm. a leading talk radio station here in Chicago was calling and they wanted to talk to our executive as well about what was happening and of course, you know, the the, the main question when the media puts two and two together is are you doing this because Toyota has closed down the park to the public? And, and of course it's not. You know, yeah. we media trained our spokespeople to, to get around those questions and answers so and frame it as, no, we're just thanking Chicago for another great summer and, and want so show happens. our appreciation.
1: Right, and it see. just so happens to coincide on a day where they <laughs> exactly, aren't coincidence. able. It's just, it's just a fabulous... Uh, and you, a, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> in addition to that,
3: we had um, our leading FM station, we had mm-hmm. their their main personality was mm-hmm. actually out there at one of the destinations, the Museum of Contemporary Art. And as this is a leading station, um, people as they're driving to work are, are always tuned in to him. So he was actually hiding at the Museum of Contemporary Art with the display of the different Saturn cars that were available. And um, the first person to see him and spot him won tickets to the up coming Rolling Stones concert, which was taking place here in Chicago that, that following Saturday. So that was that's a great awesome. way to generate buzz at 6 a.m. in the morning on the, people's way to work.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, that, that's fun. and It's engaging. Plus, it allows you also to work outside that platform that, you know, of, of just downtown Chicago, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we, we actually had some um, DJs that we, would, we went with the GM executive in the courtesy car and drove them from their apartment you know, to the radio station. Smart. And then they, they were going live from the car talking about the fact that a, the courtesy car picked them up and was driving them to work that morning, and that if you come down to Millennium Park, you'll see 40 more giving rides to folks.
1: Which is great. Now, how when were you able to plan this portion out? Was this also the evening of the 7th, or had you set this up prior? As
3: no. far as securing the DJs? Yes. Um, it was all the 7th, the evening of the 7th. <laughs> Okay. couldn't do anything prior to that. We literally were on the phones the afternoon, evening of the 7th, working with um, different uh, news planning desks and producers to get their personalities to bite on this. So it was them working with the personalities in the evening, you know, calling them at home and asking them if they were interested (laughs) in doing something like this. And we were very fortunate because these different personalities saw this as just such a different way to well, it was fun DM without making it a commercial.
1: And you know what? I think sometimes too, in, in the most base, basest of points, when you give someone too much time to make a decision, they'll find something else to deal They'll back exactly. out of it. Exactly. Yeah. But when you're saying to someone, "Hey, guess what? I know you have to go to work tomorrow, so exactly. don't even exactly. worry." And
3: yeah. And as Doug was saying, um, some of the personalities we actually picked up from their different apartments, their houses, they were actually calling into the station via the OnStar device, which and is it was a great another way to great showcase. way to plug the different. Different features that are that you could find in GM cars.
1: Now how? Okay, now So obviously, which is really wonderful. Can you talk a little bit to our audience about media relations and media communications? Because obviously, this really is a nice testimony to you and your relationships with the media. That you can pick up the phone and, and call these people on the eleventh hour and say, "Hey, we've got this great opportunity. Please jump on it." I mean, we're always trying to push um, on on the cover story radio show how important it is to have those relationships don't go for the short punt go for the long-term relationship can you
3: just right I just think that it's ongoing you know communication with the media whether it be you know at a local level a national level. Um, It's just constant communication with them, you know, networking, having lunch with them, going to different events with them. And it's just not always, you know, dialing their number when you need a favor from them. It's just constant communication and, you know, doing nice things for them in return and just, you know, building those relationships over the years of being a PR professional.
1: It's so important. And And
3: I also think that, it's very important to not approach them with a commercial pitch. You really need something that, you know, tells a story. It, you just can't, we had to come up with a clever angle as we did here, and this is a great, great example of what we did, but we can't, you know, present it as a commercial for GM or such.
1: No, you can't because that's a turnoff to people, and especially when you're looking at media outlets that, you know, there, there's two separate sides to the house. One is a gener- the money-generating side, the advertising side of things. Right. And the other side is the editorial side, and neither the twain shall meet, quote unquote, so to speak, unless you're obviously buying sponsorships. So, no, you always have to spin it as it's newsworthy and obviously engage people in a way that they're inspired to help support you and what your goals are, which align obviously with who they're, they're, their end user or their marketplace is. Right. Which right. is awesome. Yeah. I think this is, oh, I mean, what a great campaign. I'm so impressed with you guys. And then two more things. On a
3: national level um, on CNN we were actually on the ticker highlighting what we were doing in Chicago that day. So that was a huge accomplishment. And
1: And, and uh,
3: uh, Mm autoextremist.com which is a website in which all the auto folks go to on a daily basis. We were featured on there immediately following as well um, with a headline saying GM outfox Toyota at their own game. So that was a huge home run in our eyes as
1: well. Which is huge because we're what I understand that they're like they weren't always that nice to GM in the past
3: right. so <laughs> well, <No comment. laughs> and,
1: and then in addition to that um,
3: on the Sunday our event took place on a Thursday and the Sunday following um, as GM is located in Detroit the Detroit News and Free Press did a whole feature on what actually happened in Chicago so it was right you know their backyard newspaper is doing a feature of what GM is doing in Chicago
1: that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And how did did you guys have fun? Like, I mean, how was this for you?
3: Oh, it was a blast. I, I really think it was one of the best PR campaigns I've worked on. That's yeah, we we have
2: fun with all the programs that we that we do here, and you know, I know that um, you know, certainly one of the one of the questions here is uh, how do you come up with the idea, and how do you how do you get such an alignment between you know, the, the clients goals and objectives the marketplace the insights of mm-hmm. the consumer the audience and then what you what you develop what what you actually execute and and for us the what we've learned and have proven over the over the years is the ideation really begins you know, with the culture with the value system the environment that we create and collectively that enables us to to create ideas and mm-hmm. that that are outstanding, and ideas that are we believe are far superior to to our competitors, and so you know, so so we have fun all the time. You know, we we that's part of our our value system is that we're going to have fun and we're going to enjoy what we do, and and we believe that you know that value system is going to yield great ideas like this.
1: Well, you know what? First of all, you know, I spoke to Katie briefly before we had our interview, and. Um, and, and Mike Schreiner in your office two very professional but very upbeat people and in my mind enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm and if you work in an environment with creative people who are empowered to just really think outside of the box the stars do align to really develop stuff that's going to be cool and kick ass and obviously you know, even though the awards don't really matter um, you know, really garner you great awards from your industry saying you, know, you guys have a, a, a badge of honor a merit badge of honor
2: well, and, it, and it, as it always does, it goes back to the clients. I mean, so we've got some great clients like like GM, but also Washington Mutual and Hershey's and A.C. Nielsen and Marriott and Verizon Business, and the, le- the list sort of goes on and on. But but you know, they allow us and they, they seek us out to find an agency that is willing to be vulnerable and be willing to go the extra mile to create ideas that will break through the clutter ideas that don't rely on sort of traditional tactics and uh, you know it's risky no question about it and it and it in you rely have to rely on flawless execution and you have to rely on somebody like Katie that truly understands the media mm-hmm. you know but if you you know if you know and this is what this is what clients want this is what they want this is what they need and and we're fortunate to have a a great roster of clients that that value that about our agency.
1: That's terrific. And I mean I will have to have you back because I do want to hear more about the ideology of the of um of the agency, how you started to do these breakthrough campaigns that really took a step away from non traditional types of PR activities. And, you know, how you kind of took that first deep breath and said, All right, we're gonna try something different. It could bring the roof down or it could blow the, the, the roof off the house. And and really talking about how you spun yourself into um you know the agency that you are today because those are very tough first steps to take and you did them with very large blue chip clients and obviously you've earned um the respect of those clients that you've kept them and continue to grow your portfolio so um i think i would love to have you guys back again if you would we would love to do it yay so you heard that folks we're going to get these guys back um the best we've unfortunately run out of time i've got a million more questions i want to ask you um, but we will have you back in the very near future and the best of luck for you in, uh, in, in winning uh, the silver anvils. Oh, thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Brandy. we enjoyed this.
1: This is terrific. Thank you very, very much. And um, if people want to learn more about you, how do they find you?
2: Um, well, you can learn more about the agency by going to www.domehk.com. Uh, um, you can reach me, uh, Doug D. at domehk.com.
3: And, you and can my email is Katie,
1: Katie, Katie, K-A-T-I-E-D K-A-T-I-E-D. at dome-h-k.com. <laughs> You guys are so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Listen, it, this is this has really been a pleasure. We really look forward to having you again uh, on very soon. And uh, have a great rest of your week. And for those of you out there listening, we will be back next week with cover story with another great silver anvil finalist. Have a great day, everyone, and stay tuned for our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs>